podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everyone and welcome to Club Live here at Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. We are live on YouTube tonight, so as usual, get your comments in. Any questions, me and Scotia will do our best to try and answer them tonight. Um, but yeah, we will start the show. So it is the B team tonight you've got once again, myself and Scotia. So I will bring him in, the man, the myth, the legend. How are you tonight, Scotia? Um, yeah, not too bad, all things considered, um, Ali. Um, yeah, kind of glad that... Um, that's Europe over, given the way that we've been performing recently, so we can really oh, just... Oh, you're not enjoying it? This. Not really, no, were you? <laughs> <laughs> Money well spent, wasn't it? Oh, aye, indeed. So, a bit <laughs> focusing domestic stuff now. Yeah, yeah, well, obviously we're going to domestic stuff. There's, there's three games left before the... I, don't, I was going to say the dreaded World Cup break, Scotia, but it's probably come to the right time for us, to be honest, to have a break for Rangers and hopefully get a few players back. Uh, well, that's the main one for me. It's getting get, having that wee period of time where we've not got any games, so that our unfit players can you know get off that injury list. Yeah, I take it you're supporting the Welsh Scotia in the World Cup as well. So <laughs> well, I know me, Ali. <laughs> right. Anyway, let's bat on. So, first of all, we are going to round up basically. Um, I don't know how you can put it politely. The shambles that was the the Champions League group stage football for us. Um, Obviously, Scotia, it was an achievement in itself getting to the Champions League, going through the, the group stages. The PSV game, obviously, drawn two each at Ibrox and winning 1-0 away to get into the group stage. The draw was made. It was Liverpool, Napoli, Ajax. Just before we get into what happened, when when that draw came up and after the PSV game, what did you expect the Rangers in this group? Oh, interesting question with hindsight and all that now. Um, when that first came through, yes, thought it was a tough group. But I did think that there was a slight outside chance that we could maybe be at least compete for finishing in third place. I, I, th- I thought finishing second was way beyond their reach, but maybe finishing third. I've got to admit, I didn't think Napoli would be as good as they've been this season. I thought they would still be a tough task, but they were an awful lot better. And I know they'd sold an awful lot of their players in the summer, so I didn't expect them to be as good as they ultimately were. Um, so I did feel when that draw got made, I was like, okay, it's a tough group, but there's maybe an outside chance, given how we'd performed in Europe this previous season, that there was an outside chance that third wasn't beyond the realms of possibility. But that was um, that was swiftly shot down. Yeah, no, I was the same. When the draw came out, obviously, I mean, I wanted an English team right away, which we got. Uh, I, I looked at it and thought, if we could pinch third spot, that's probably the best we could we could hope for, to be honest. Up against Ajax, I was really looking at. Napoli, I'll be honest, I, I know you and Ryan watch Italian football, so you probably knew more than me and Carney on Napoli, but I was surprised how good Napoli were and are probably a favourite to, to possibly win this competition the way they're playing, especially in a domestic group, but in the domestic league, sorry. But um, I, I mean, well... We've played six games, we've lost six games, we've conceded 22 goals and we've only scored two, which one was from a penalty. 
Um, that doesn't make good reading, Scotia. And also, we got the record, like we said on um, after the game on Wednesday night, that we are now officially the worst ever Champions League Champions League team in a group stage. Yeah, I mean, it was all in. It's been a very poor showing by us. I know, I know that an awful lot of talk gets made about the, the step up in levels between Europa League and Champions League, but I do feel that we've made that step up look even worse than it, than it actually is because there's a few teams there that, you know, Eintracht Frankfurt get through and things like that, you know, that they've put in a better performance, whereas Leipzig as well, yes, whereas we've completely crumbled um, in the Champions League this season. It's probably a combination of, of, of an awful lot of things. And like you say, I mean, you were, you're going along to that game against Ajax on Tuesday and in the back of your mind, you're laughing and joking that, oh, if Victoria plays and get beat by two more goals than we get beat by, then they're the worst. That's a sad state of affairs. That shouldn't be the way of thinking, really, is it? Um, those stats that you gave in terms of the two goals scored, 22 against, I went through it in a wee bit more detail and kind of just looked look at how many shots he had. Right, So this is just taking it off live score. Oh, I like this, Scotch. I like, I like these stats. <laughs> Let's go on. Come on. Across the six games, we had 12 shots on target. Oh my God, Scotia, that makes us even more horrific. Yeah, we had 51 shots from the teams against us on target over those six games as well. Yeah, it wasn't good reading, Um, (laughs) not at all. I think the most we managed on target in a game was um, three shots on target against Napoli at home and three shots on target against Ajax on Tuesday night there. But yeah, no, that was probably right. Our field chance, the Sakala chance, and I'm sure we had Tav have one as well, obviously the penalty. Yeah, that's I didn't know that Scotia. I've not um I've not looked into it that deep because to be honest, I didn't want to look into it that deep. But that's um Christ, I didn't think it was going to be as bad as that Scotia. That that's bad to have only twelve <laughs> shots on target in six games. But I to concede the twenty two goals and only score two. It was um it's been a disaster to be honest from from the from the well, the, the first game against Ajax away, obviously on the back of the the old firm game we were played off the park but then to go into the Ajax game and since we ne- we just never got going in this Champions League Scotia the only game I thought we might get something was probably Napoli at home where for 60 minutes we were holding our own until obviously James Sand gets sent off and it ended it ended 3-0 but I know they scored two late goals but that was probably the only bit of optimism was the first 60 minutes of that game within this Champions League spell. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, obviously, that Ajax game, as soon as the first couple of goals go in, you could see the team, just the confidence going right out of them. It was the same down in, down at Anfield. Um, then the, the first half of the Liverpool game at Ibrox, we were fairly decent, but then we had to witness that collapse in the set that, that 35 minutes of that second half that collapse um that's the worst one for me that was embarrassing walking away from my books that evening but no i totally agree it was only that six first 60 65 minutes against napoli we back in september what was it september the 12th or 13th we played yeah and that was that's really all we put in and then the score obviously the score line doesn't makes it look even worse than it probably was on the night yeah, no, it's yeah, it's been a, it's been a disaster. And obviously, going Wednesday night, it's it was a dead rubber. I know folk were laughing, and joking, saying if if we won five 0 we can go into Europa League. But I mean, come on, 
Um, I love fairy tales, but that's never going to happen, let's be honest. But, but I mean, all we wanted on Wednesday for, was for Rangers to show a bit of pride, play and, and try and get something, at least try and get a win. At worst, a draw, but at least show a bit of pride. And I'll be honest, Gosh, I know we did a post-match, but I, I think they went out with a win for this Rangers team. I, I think they went into that game already beaten. A bit of me thinks, I just think they wanted that game dead and buried and they can just put Europe away and concentrate on the league, hopefully, because that's the way it looked to me with that Rangers team in the park on, on Wednesday night. They didn't want to be there. Yeah, I mean, I went into that game not feeling confident or anything, obviously, because we were, we were down at the bare bones in terms of the centre-half pairing and centre-midfield position, obviously, because of Lundstrom's suspension. But you went into the game thinking, right, if we can start well and... Put in a, show a bit of digging stuff in the first half, then we should be all right. But within inside four minutes, that's us away. That's just one goal behind. And then, yeah, again, it was one of those nights where that goal went in and you, you kind of seen the confidence go away from the team. And it, it faded from an awful lot of the crowd as well, I, I thought. Yeah, Curry Muncher's put a comment up there saying it was not a dead rubber, it was worth 2.8 million. That is correct, Curry Muncher. I'm going to come on to the finances shortly on that one, but you are very correct on that. It was a it was a dead rubber in terms of um, playing a game of football, but not financially. So, but we'll come on to that in a second. So, um, well, we might use all the squad now since Curry Munch has mentioned that there. The, the Champions League when we first got into it, Scotia after the PSV game, a lot of folk were banding about this 30, 40 million pound war chest that we're going to get. When you break it down, it's not actually it's that that's not what we've got. And, that, and it doesn't. You just don't get handed that in a lump sum. So basically, what we got looking into it today, you can correct me if you want, Scotia, because I know you died going a wee bit further than me. But just for our participation of being in the the, the group stage, we got fifteen point six million euros. The prize money, which Curry Muncher is um, elaborating on there, we get zero pounds because we got zero points. Celtic obviously got a bit more than us because they get two draws, so they, they've they've benefited in that. We also get there's a ten year coefficient bonus you get as well. Obviously, we've been snookered because that was our first time in the Champions League in, in twelve years, so we only got two point three million. So the papers are banding about today, Scotia, as Celtic have got eight nine million pounds more than us, but it's because it's because of that ten year coefficient they actually earn nine point one million just on that 10-year coefficient. So, yeah, they, they also got their two draws and got slightly more money, but but they've benefited more on those coefficient points, obviously. Yeah, I mean, the 10-year one, certainly for us, you can kind of scrap that because what we're still at the stage where four or five of those seasons, we couldn't compete in Europe. Yeah. So we've not got them. So that's, always, that's going to be hanging over us for a, a while longer until we finally get rid, rid of that. Um, so you can understand that. Yeah, I think that when we get told oh, it'll be this much and you're, you're thinking, oh, that's great. Probably over-exaggerated a wee bit, but it's still a decent chunk of money they're about to get in. And then, oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, that, I mean, that 2.8 million if we'd won one of the games in the group stages, that's worth more than winning the league, as in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well, not even the money thing. This is a big one for me. Um, it's the coefficient kind of points that... Um, you get for your wins and your draws, which I think, uh, looking at, I was looking at it before we came on, 
And I think Rangers were actually the, the best Scottish side. Because well, because of the qualifiers, yeah. Yeah, because they've got the two the two wins against uh, PSV and um, Union San Jose. Um, who, they went on and had a really good Europa League um, performance this year, or conference, whatever one they were in. Um, but aye, it was still a decent chunk of money that's coming in, but I would have, really would have liked us to put in a wee bit better performance overall, just to, to keep us going in that Champions League. Because, like we all say, we want to be in the Champions League every year. Don't want to be getting scudded every year like we did here, but hopefully we can that can happen that we can get in and you know continue getting in. But obviously taking those six defeats doesn't help the coefficient point very much, which then get makes it harder when you drop down out of that top ten in Europe to actually qualify for the Champions League. But at the moment, I still think we're okay where we are. Nothing's changed from this season to next. Yeah, I, I mean it's, it's it's still a good chunk of money. Obviously, um, that's excluding gate receipts. Rangers roughly got, I looked today, it was about 8 million, I think, they got in the gate receipts, obviously because they bumped the, the ticket price right up to the maximum they could get, probably. <laughs> so that was David Todd, they're 8.2 million. So, um, yeah, obviously we got the gate receipts as well on that. So, I mean, over overall, it's, it's a very good chunk of money. I, I know you, boy, I think it was maybe you or Ryan that put in the group chat this week, obviously there was somebody on Twitter having a moan at, um, was it Rangers podcasts in general, but they never have a go at the board. Well, that was Ryan. That was Ryan. Yeah, I, t- I take it that guy's not actually listened to Club at 22, the negative podcast, because I'm sure <laughs> we've had a good go at the board um, this year, so he's not listening to us, but on the board, do you blame the board from when we got into the Champions League in terms of not going out and buying let's call it a, a marquee signing, because everyone thought they were going to go out and do it. Yeah, I think the board do need to take quite a bit of criticism, if I'm being honest, because there was, I mean, how the midfield can't be an area that they see needs improvement, I don't know, because that midfield's not been, not really been refreshed, apart from Lundstrom coming in. I know we've brought players, I mean, like last season we brought in Bakuna, didn't work out with Bakuna, Um yeah, the midfield was a, a position that we needed strengthening, and they didn't really do it. Although I do take the point that um, I don't know if you'd heard Gio's press conference today, and he did mention that there were some players that they've obviously tried to go for that didn't want to come to Rangers or they couldn't agree um, finances and stuff. Because yeah. I felt at the time as well, when we get through to the Champions League, once we got that victory over PSV, the, what, what you tend to get is that agents and players will then go, Oh, well, they've got a big chunk of money. I want to be going for this yeah. wage. And we obviously, the board sh- should be praised for not blowing the budget. Um, I think it's always difficult as fans to Kenny, you know, you want you want the best players that you can get and you don't really think about the money too much. But, you know, we've been stung with spending far too much money in the past and look at the problems that it got us into. Um, but no, the board, there, there should have been more, I think, done in terms of giving Gio a bit more, a bit more funding to, to strengthen that squad, but in particular the midfield. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, the, the midfield's glaring. I know we've had lots of injuries, we'll probably come on to it, but the, the midfield's been has been glaring for the best part of 18 months, I would say. We need a, a box-to-box midfielder. The right side of the midfield, we still haven't resolved with triumphant players out there. Um, but I no, it's... Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one, but um, the injury Scotia was a big... A big factor, though. I, I do think with you, I, I I feel sorry to to a point in terms of injuries got because at the moment 
everyone are just, dro- just dropping like flies. I mean, Yilmaz was the latest <laughs> one there last week when he pulled up. So that's not helped him at all either in trying to kind of build this team because on the presser today, he was asked umpteen times by these guys, basically, does he go and pick the players to sign? And he said, basically, him and Ross Wilson sit down and they pick together, they do it together. And he was pressed again about it and he had to come back and say, look, we do it together. So, obviously, they're looking for a headline, but the, the injuries have hampered him in terms of he can't play the team he really wants to play. No, you're right, um, because you think about it, actually to qualify for the Champions League and the performance, I know the game, that the one game that we played against USG where we were awful, apart from that, the other, the, other, the other three games I thought we played fairly decently in that, and PSV aren't a diddy team. Um, you know, they're maybe not quite at the level of Ajax, but they're, they're not far off where Ajax are, and we went out and put in a decent performance over them, and at that point, we had we didn't have as many injuries. Then the injuries all started hitting at once, Tom Lawrence, Dropping out was a, a, a big, massive one, I think, because he was starting to play really well in that in that midfield slot. It kind of coincided with the, the point where Tillman kind of dropped off in form a wee bit as well. It didn't help. And then, obviously, the centre. What's happened to the centre-back this season's nothing short of ridiculous in terms of how many how many players we've got out. It doesn't help that Alfie wasn't up to fitness. You know, and then some of that needs to get laid at Alfie's feet. Yes. The injuries have been a bit of concern, but there's... An awful lot of that squad, you know, were the squad that were playing in Europe last season and playing so well that you would expect a wee bit more for, from them. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, you can kind of look at similarities. Remember when we got to, it was the UEFA Cup at that point, um, we done in Manchester, we went on that run, and then the following season, we get knocked out in the qualifier of the Champions League, remember? Um, yeah. A bit of a disaster when we should have got through. And Was that Kaunas? Yeah, I, I think it might have been Kaunas, but I remember under Walter, we get knocked out. But this is, I know, I know we got into the group stages, but it, is, it has been a disaster, the, the group stage. It really has. Um, disappointing for, for everyone like ourselves, going to have paid good money to go and see it. And it's not been worth the money at all. So moving forward with this Rangers team, I know we'll probably come into it later on in the season, but he was asked about it today anyway. So there's 10 players out of contracts Scotia in the summer. And he basically said if they if they don't um, sign contracts, they'll basically need to go out and sign 10 new players in the summer and rebuild the team. So what do you see forward for this Rangers team next season in terms of Europe? Do you think there will be a massive rebuild? Because, well, I know we've talked about it in this podcast that there needs to be a rebuild. No, there does. I think we've kicked the can down a wee bit of the road. I think, and a lot of this goes down to Gerard. I think the season after 55, there's a, there was probably time for a bit of a refreshment there, and it didn't really happen. I think Gerard insisted that all these players get offered other more lucrative contracts, longer contracts, and not to sell anyone. And it kicks the can down a wee bit down the road. Then it's the same. I mean, I've not looked into all the players, but I know obviously Jack Kent, Morelos. Helens are there all out of contract as roofs in the season after, isn't it? Um, so there's a few, obviously, I think Helander will be away. Jack, yeah, unless he gets back from his injury, sharpest and doesn't pick up an injury again, then I could see him going away. There needs to be a refreshment in the midfield. Obviously, Arfield and Davis and McGregor, those are three. We spoke about it before. Did we really need to sign those three players again for another year? 
one, maybe maybe two, given the way the goalkeeper situations worked out this year. But I think goalkeepers maybe a position we need to look at midfield. Yeah, there's going to be a big overhaul. I think nice to be. I know I've seen a few people in the comments put up as well that they're surprised that no Dutch players. The, the fact that we've no, got said Dave that Voss, day one. Yeah, yeah. The fact you've got Dave Vos, you've got Roy McKay, you've got Geo. No, no Dutch players coming now. This could sort of go on at the point that Geo was making that. Maybe they just looked at it and went, "No, I want higher wages, or I don't, I don't want to come." Couldn't agree a fear, whatnot. But it does seem strange that we've not got a Dutch player in yet, given that that's now been what two transfer windows that Gio's been in for. Even, I mean, we've said it honest before, suppose even, I mean, it doesn't have to be a Dutch player. Even a, a link to Gio's past or a player he's worked with or something like that. There has been no link, and I know we use the other side of the city in terms of he's brought in. Was it four Japanese guys and they're bringing another one in in January that he's worked with? So he's he's got an identity. He's bringing in players that he's worked with. We don't seem to have that link, which is is a bit weird to be honest. No, I think what you need to look at as well, though, if, if you're going to do that comparison, is that how many clubs in in Europe generally shop in the Australian or the J League markets? Not a yeah. huge amount, you know, and they they'll probably handpick the the very best of players, um, whereas obviously Gio's, Gio knows Holland. I know he was over, he was over in China, wasn't he, for six or seven months. I don't think that worked out well for him. He was there, he only knows, sorry, you know, the Dutch European leagues, the English Premiership and things like that. So, yeah, it is strange that there's not been one player that Gio's brought in that's had links to him in the past. Because you always, you do tend to see that happen. When a manager goes somewhere, he'll bring in a player that he's worked with, that he's got confidence in. For whatever yeah. reason, it's not happened. Yeah, I mean, obviously moving forward, oh, not moving forward to summer, but when we get to the summer, and we've said this for donkeys, there, there will be a rebuild with this Rangers team, there has to be, so it'll be interesting, one, who the managers at that point, if it is Geo, and um, who we bring in, because we need we need to get it right going forward. Um, so, aye, we'll leave aye, that behind. That's, sorry. That's, sorry well, like, obviously, you're talking about this. No, you're talking, sorry, you're talking about the, the summer window there, but you've obviously got the January, January. window coming up. Yeah. And I know that um, Gio's mentioned a few times that he has talked about all the, all the injured players potentially coming back around that point. And I know, should, should, question for you, should January kind of be a window that we're looking to bring a few players in in that window? Yes. Or do you think it'll, it'll have this, you know, January generally does have the, the overinflated fees for players. And it might be even worse, given that you're going to be just off the back of a lot of these players playing in the World Cup. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get that. I, if, if we get all the players back, your Hadjis, your Kamar, <laughs> I laugh when I say that, um, Lawrence's, um, Suter's, Goldson's, if we get all them back, no, we still need some more players. I, I still think we need at least a central midfielder. The, the right side for me has been sorted. Do we go in and try and get a loan in January? I, I don't know. A loan to buy, possibly. Similar to what we've done with Tillman. January is a dodgy market, but I still think we need something. Something to freshen the squad up a wee bit. Because, I mean, Hadji, I know your man Hadji scores you off Hadji a bits, but he's been out for for donkeys. You don't know what he's going to come back. Like, remember Catch coming back and we had to punt him out on loan and it, it never worked. So we'll just need to see I mean, when, we, when we hit January. Yeah, that loan to buy one, it's an interesting one because how many of them have actually really worked? Kent and Hadji. Hadji. <laughs> yeah, Kent and Hadji are probably the only two that spring to mind automatically. I know Davis was kind of loan to buy as well. And 
you know, he was worth it over obviously a few seasons back. But um look at the other players that we've had in kind of loan to buy options and have not really not really worked out. I mean, we speak about Tillman there that he came in, he was brilliant. And then he's, he's kind of his form dipped away a wee bit. He's slowly getting back up to form, but I know he's he's probably already split an awful lot of the, the fans' opinion. Yeah. Just given Same as Sands as well. Yeah. And because um, it was funny thinking about that, and I was like, do you remember when we brought in Koulibaly on loan? And we were like, oh, he's yeah. the first couple of games, he was absolutely brilliant. And then he just he fell off a cliff as well, which I think is a slight problem when you're in that market for sort of younger players as, as a loan to buy. Because the, the price tag gets thrown against them as well when you see like when you see Tillman what is it six million pound or six million euros being floated about people see that and they go well we've got Lowry there so, you know, is it is it worth it yeah yeah nah, we'll just need to see him hit January see what's stable at that point no one else will have more injuries at that point Scottish the way we're going <laughs> but no moving on we'll leave the negativity because there's a lot of negative in this podcast but a bit of positivity Scotia if you're looking for a striker, number nine for Rangers, Antonio Cholak has been named Player of the Month for September October. He scored seven and seven, fourteen goals in total in twenty-two games. He's been named in the thirty-four man provisional Croatian squad as well for the World Cup. We only signed him for something like one point eight million. When he first came in Scotia, and you and you did not say this, but me and Carney did, we thought he was coming in as that replacement as a number three. And he's proven us all wrong. And also, you said he would finish as a top goal scorer for Rangers this season. And it looks like you might be right. What do you think about Cholak? Ah, I've loved him since he's come in. He's been brilliant. I've, I mean, I've said it before. I thought I looked at his stats and they weren't great when he was over in Greece. Um, weren't great for them. But when he was at um, Malmo, the stats were pretty decent for them. And I was like, no, that should be good. He was coming in at that point as well. I know he'd done the press conference as well today. And Gio had mentioned it as well that he was coming into, into this squad and you had Borna Barisic there, a fellow Croat. Um, and obviously at that point, I know it seems a few people putting comments up there as well, but you also had um, Kathic, Croatian is there as well. That I think that does help when you've got a fellow countryman in a, a foreign club as it is for them. Um, and I've I've been really impressed with Joe. Like I was I've, a wee bit surprised, to be honest, that he got the player of the month for those those two months um, because it just seemed a bit strange because there's a few games in there where we were pretty poor but I mean the goal scoring record speaks for itself really um, seven and seven like you say um, I don't think how many games I, I forgot to look this up but I don't know how many games he's actually played the full 90 minutes either he's always usually brought off once he's got two goals or something like that but no I've, I've been really impressed with Cholak and it's like you, you mentioned there he's get put into that provisional Croatian squad for the World Cup. I know it's thirty-four at the minute. They cut it down to twenty-six. Yeah, it'd be really, it'd be really good if he got, got into it. But I do have the feeling that he's probably one of the ones that their managers more likely to to cut off that provisional list. So, but hopefully he does get there because it'll be a benefit for us. I think in the long term, if he gets to play against some decent opposition in the World Cup. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd be delighted if he made the Croatian squad and, and represented us in the World Cup. But I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know many of the Croatian squad in terms of strikers who's their main men up front for Croatia. So I don't know how far down the pecking order he would be in terms of the strikers they've got. But 
he's definitely put himself in a short window, um, obviously because he's been called up to it. So I hope he does. So, but at the moment, Scotia, he is the number one striker for Rangers at the moment. I mean, we all said when Morelos was going to get finally back to fitness, which takes him ages, he was just going to come back and Cholak would sit on the bench. So, do you agree that he is, well, he is, he is our number one striker and what is probably next for Alfredo Morelos? No, I don't think you can argue that he is the number one striker at the minute and because what's really impressed me with Cholak as well is that He's got this really good knack of scoring goals in, in the penalty box. That he's a, that type of penalty box striker, but there's also another level to his game as well in terms of linking up, which he's starting to get an awful lot better at as games go on as well. Once now that he's hugely familiar with the way that we're we're playing, and every time that he's on, you expect a goal. Like I know we laugh and joke that Carney's told us we can't pick Jolak as our first goal scorer anymore because it's almost almost a stick on every week, really. Um, so yeah, I think he's our number one striker, and then Alfie. Oh, Alfie, Alfie, Alfie. It's a combination of things with Alfie. He's obviously, he's one of these players that potentially be out of contract, or well, is at the moment, unless he signs something. He's not helped himself with his fitness levels, I think. I think a big portion of blame needs to get put there. But I do also think as well that there's been certain games that he could have could have been playing more often. This, For me, the frustrating thing with Gio at times is his refusal to kind of play both Cholak and Morelos in the same team. Because there's certain games when you're like 4 0 up to 20 minutes to go, that what's the harm? And keeping Cholak on and bringing on Alfie for someone else just to, to try something, give him a wee bit of opportunity. Because up, up until Kenny Sakal over the last couple of games domestically, we've, we've been tinkering about switching players in and out all the time. And for me, I'm why not why not try him in that position, like in the 10 or out in the right or out in the left for one of these games or for 20 minutes of these games while. While Cholak's still on, so yeah, I think Alfie. I mean, yeah, I think to be honest, it's getting to that stage now that his time is probably up. Yeah, I, I don't think he looks like he wants to be here now anymore. To be honest, which is sad because he's been the main man for Rangers for years, and it's the amount of goals he scored for us for, for a million pound striker. But this season, he, he just looks. He looks disinterested, to be honest. I mean, I seen last night on Instagram he put his Christmas tree on social, so that's, that's what his priorities. Maybe he's having an early Christmas because he knows he's like soon. So. Is there any balloons in that Christmas tree? Uh, I didn't see any balloons, Scotia. I'm not sure. They were all in matching pajamas and that. So maybe he's having an early Christmas. Maybe they, maybe they, maybe they celebrate Christmas early in Columbia or something. I don't know, but I mean, I love Christmas, Scotia. But putting your Christmas tree up in the the first week in the Ben Blatt's a wee bit criminal, to be honest. So, I moving on for Alfie. So we will, um, we'll basically we'll break into the game for uh, for Sunday. It's the dreaded twelve o'clock kickoffs. <laughs> in fact, Ali, see before you jump into the St Johnson thing, just quickly because you mentioned Cholak, they're obviously been in that provisional squad for Croatia. I think Barisic is in in it as well, and then obviously. Do you, do you see Matondo getting called up to the Wales squad? And then obviously you've got Tillman and... Was he Sands been called up, Matondo? No, I don't think the squads are confirmed until next Wednesday. I think all... But he's in a provisional, though? No, I don't think there's been a provisional for Wales yet. Oh, right, OK. I was just... What are your thoughts? Do you think he's got any chance of getting a call-up? To Matondo? <laughs> you've got more of a chance of getting a call-up, Scotia, and you're not even bloody Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> um 
if, if I'm the Wales manager looking at the Tondo, no. I don't know how many players they've got to pick from Wales in wide positions, to be honest, because I don't really follow many of their players. But, no, nah, a Tondo for me, no. Uh, he's not done enough in, for us to, to merit going to a World Cup. I don't think so. Sands and Tillman. USA is not a bad team, but I could possibly see. Tillman, I can see going. Mm, I'm the opposite. I'm, I see Sands has got a bigger chance of going. Yeah, because yeah. if you think about where, where Tillman plays, you've got... Um, Giovanni Reina plays in a similar position that I think you prefer Giovanni Reina over Tillman just in terms of experience at the moment. Yeah, but just need to wait and see. I mean, I'd, I'd love them all to go. Even Matondo, I'd like him to go as well because they've been representing our football club in a World Cup. So as many players as we can get in a World Cup, I'd, I'd like to see them go. And realistically, I just kind of see Matondo being there, to be honest, because he's flat to deceive this season, Matondo. I mean, you've seen a glimpse of him when he came on against... Uh, I actually won the penalty when he's in full. He, he looked good at that point when he when he's running because he is he's lightning quick, but he's not got much of an end product for me. Matondo, he's um, kind of like a Sakala part two, but I think Sakala at this point probably offers more than him, and he's ahead of him in the pecking order for the right hand slot. So, but we'll come on to the teams. For all I know, you've got Matondo on your team for the weekend. So <laughs> I know you like a mad team, but even at that, I doubt you love Matondo. So, moving on to the, the game in Sunday, like I say, Scotia, it's the dreaded the dreaded 12 o'clock kickoff that we all hate because it takes Rangers half an hour to, to wake up in these games. I was looking at St Johnston. Oh, they're a weird team, St Johnston. I mean, Celtic obviously went down there, struggled with them. Obviously, we know what happened. St. Johnson scored a 93rd minute goal and then Celtic scored the last kick of the game to to win. So that, that's that's what they do, obviously. But they've played 13, they've won five, they've drawn one and they've lost seven. They're sitting eighth in the league. They have won their last two games, oh, St. Johnston. They won 2-1 away at Hibs. I know Hibs were down to 10 men in that game and they won 1-0 at home at Kilmarnock uh, last week. Uh, they've got Stevie May, he seems to have been kicked about for years, Stevie May. But he seems to hit. He seems to have hit a wee bit of form, Stevie May, for, for St. Johnson. Nicky Clark's there up front with him as well. It's one of the places, Scotia, we kind of struggle, but don't struggle at times. I've seen Rangers go down there and win convincingly, but then I've seen us go down there and really, really struggle. So St. Johnson, to me, I think will do a Livingston. I don't think they'll be like Aberdeen. Aberdeen came and I thought, Try to have a go at us last week. I can see St Johnston sitting in and just trying to frustrate us on Sunday. Yeah, I would agree with that. I did try to listen to Callum Davidson's press conference today. So I went on and then I clicked the wee link, but only played for 30 seconds. And then I needed to sign up to the St Johnston TV or something. So I was like, no, you're, you're all right. I won't listen to that. But he did say that he was feeling quietly confident about the game. And, but I agree with you. I think that they will come, they will sit in a wee bit. I watched quite a wee bit of that um, game that they played against Celtic a couple of weeks back because um, I was waiting news to meet you um, in the pub, but you decided to get the bus along and leave me in the pub. Um, and obviously, yeah, like you said, they, they played fairly decent the, the bits that I'd seen. And, but I do agree, do think that Celtic were pretty poor from what I'd seen of that game. And um, yeah, just typical what, what happened because I know there was an awful lot of cheers 
when I was walking along the road, obviously when that goal went in, and then an awful lot of disappointment when two minutes later they equalised. Language not suitable for this podcast, probably. Um, yeah, some Johnson, like you say, they are a, a bit of a strange one. I think last season they had a bit of a disastrous season yeah. coming off the back of an incredible season for, for St Johnson, which unfortunately um, we were the victims of it at one point in the, the cup game, weren't we? Um, so I think they, last season they had a really poor season, but they seem to have kind of gotten a, bit of, a, bit of, a wee bit of form this season. That the, the table, apart from obviously us and Celtic, but I think there's only like four or five points between third and ninth, third and yeah. tenth. So it's it's all quite tight and about there at the minute. So it's you know we're getting into the sort of the second quarter of games getting played at the moment, and it's all fairly tight. But I, I like you say, we're generally pretty decent domestically in the league against St Johnson. Um, we won all our three games last season. Oh, Brian, thank you very much. Thank you very much for the yeah, donation, so much, Brian. Brian. Yeah. So it's sorry, St Johnson. Yeah, difficult, and it's that it is that twelve o'clock kickoff as well. I hate twelve o'clock kickoffs for some reason. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of half twelve kickoffs, but they're an awful lot better than twelve o'clock kickoffs because how often have we laughed and joked that Rangers don't start playing until it hits twelve thirty on the mm-hmm. clock, and when we play these type of games. So uh, I'll be interested. Yeah. I did notice. Sorry, keep going. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was no, going to say I noticed that um, Callum Davidson was saying that um, your old pal Jamie Murphy is back from injury as well, so he'll be. Floating well, Jamie about. Murphy, I, love, I know you love Jamie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> so that I don't love Jamie Murphy. Carney always has a go at me because I kept not slagging Jamie Murphy, but my theory in Jamie Murphy was he, he wasn't good enough to be at Rangers. He's at St Johnston. He was he was at Hibs the season before or something. He's at St Johnston yeah. now. So I know he had that horrific injury on the the plastic pitch at Kilmarnock, but I didn't think he was good enough to be a to be a Rangers player for where we want to go. So that's not um, slagging Jamie Murphy off because I know he's a Rangers fan. But you know what'll happen, Scotch? If he's back for injury, he'll come off the bench and score the winning goal or something. On Sunday. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I know. But see that dreaded twelve o'clock kickoff, Scotia. Why is it? Why is it such an issue, Rangers, that it it takes them that like we laugh about that half hour to to, to get into the game? You know what? I'd, I'd actually like, I'd, what I should probably need to do is sit down and actually look at it, look at the games. And I thought you'd have a spreadsheet, that Scotia. No, I've not got to that stage yet. I'll, I'll do that for the next week, right? But um, I'm sure that if you sit, if you probably what will happen is if you sit down and look at it, it's kind of nowhere near as bad as we think it is. But it's just because a few of the really bad ones have happened at a twelve o'clock on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Um, so it just kind of it gets stuck in your head that it's an issue when, in, in actual fact, it probably if you actually sit and look at the numbers in detail, then it probably isn't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Gio's talking to the press today, and obviously we've got three games coming up. We've got we've got Sundays and Johnson, we've got Hearts Wednesday night, which will be a tough one. And we're away at St Mirren on the on a Saturday. So he was he was asking about it, and he basically went, "We we need we need nine points," which, which is true. We do need nine points because looking at Sunday in particular, obviously Celtic play on the Saturday. They're at home to Dundee United, I think it is, which. You'd expect them to win that comfortably. So they'll be seven points ahead of us before we kick a ball on Sunday, which will put which will put pressure on the Strangers team because they have to win. They have to win every game up to this World Cup split. But um 
Yeah, Rangers, I know we were laughing and joking about it. It's 12 o'clock kickoff tomorrow, Scotia, and they don't they take half an hour to turn up, but they need to turn up for minute one tomorrow, Rangers, and they need to move the ball quick. It needs to be high intensity for me. And we just we can't do this horseshoe football what we call and go out to the wingers and whip balls. We need to play. I know it's easy saying here on this podcast, we need to play like we did against Aberdeen in terms of moving a ball quick, as I say, the high intensity. Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah, definitely. We do need to play like we played against Aberdeen, but you made the point. Can we play like we did against Aberdeen, given that St Johnston will probably set up yeah. to play that more defensive block? Because it's been an issue for Rangers, and it's not just been an issue for Gio. It was an issue for Gerrard as well, that we, that we really struggled to break down these teams when they, they put in that, that low block, you know, when they've got two banks of five, sometimes a bank of five and a bank of six, that we've we've struggled for a, a long, long time to actually oh, sort Justin, with that. Justin, sorry, Scotia. Just, <laughs> All the way from Texas. Justin, God bless America, as he comes in all the time. Still waiting for the plane tickets, Justin, to Texas. Scotia's desperate to go over. Some man, Justin, honestly, every Friday. Aye, COVID put a COVID put a stop to our wee tour of America, didn't it, Pearson? So we we'll need to sort aye. something out. We we'll need to sort something out. But yeah, no, I we need to go in and play with that intensity. But like I say, it's something that we've not really figured out how to beat teams with these low blocks yet. So hopefully we can, um, because like you say, Geo and a lot of the players as well, they're living game to game at the minute. And certainly Geo is. Geo drops any points, and then I think yeah. that's good. Well, it's a question. Will they? Two questions. Obviously, fans will get right on top of him if he drops any more points. But it's will the board? I don't get the feeling that the board will pull the trigger. But I don't see how, if we do drop any points, how how long that they can carry up that kind of approach. Yeah, I mean, we've said in this podcast for a while. I think the board are gambling majorly in terms of this World Cup break coming up in a week's time. They they want to get to that World Cup break. Well, it has to be a, a, the very worst where we're sitting at the moment, four points behind. It can't be any more points. It really can't, Scotia, because I just don't see them drop many points at all. But they're, they are gambling. And I think they're giving them the ace card in terms of he's had all these injuries and he's got these players to hope, well, a few of them to come back after World Cup. So, no, even if we drop points in any of these three games coming up, if it is Sunday, I no, I can't see them pulling the trigger Scotia at all. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm sure I read this somewhere today that um, Rangers are four points better off than we were this stage last season in terms of the points we're sitting on. But we were also above Celtic at this point as well. Um, so I know that... Because domestically, there's been games where we've just put in poor performances, but really barring that the defeat to Celtic and the draw against Livingston domestically, been getting decent results, um, if not decent performances, unfortunately. But um, yeah, we need to definitely need to the full three points on Sunday. <laughs> no, I, I think it's the performance more that's annoying people than. I mean, a lot of folks say, "Oh, I'll take, I'll take a one 0 win every week. Doesn't matter how we play as long as we win that league." And that's true to a point, but. You obviously want performances as well, and we haven't put performances every week. We seem to get a performance now and again, and you think, can we kick on? And then we fall back down again. We've seen it against Hearts. Yeah, we went and beat um, it was, was it St Mirren 4-0, and then we kind of went back down again. 
we played Dundee, obviously the European game against Liverpool, and we kind of fell back down and we're back up again in terms of a great performance. Off so, another day. Oh, look at that! It's got a sixteen pound ninety. Eh? Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Cheers! Thank you very much. Oh, thank you very Thanks much. That. Um, that's. I was going to say something there, but I've completely forgot what I was going to say now. Oh no, we beat St. Johnson four 0 and what was it? The third game of the season. We beat them four 0 and you know that again. That Sunday. was one. Yeah, that was one where you're like, oh no, that's us. Four nil, but again, we have been up and down this season in terms of getting a decent result, putting in a semi-decent performance in patches for a lot of, the, of particularly for these four nil games that we've won so far. Um, but yeah, but I, we just need. To, I want more of the same again. What we've seen against Aberdeen, um, and it would yeah, be lovely if we could do that for the rest of the season. No, oh, <laughs> Scotia, this is Rangers. That doesn't happen. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be good to like. But what I'm basically saying it says. Every time we put the good performances, you're looking for us to go on a run. And I know we can't really go on a run because we've got the World Cup break coming up, but we've got three games. If we can put three good performances and good wins together, it's good going into that break, hopefully get some players back, and then we can kick on for the the start when we get back. Because we're in, obviously, three competitions domestically. Europe's put to bed now. We don't need to worry about that going forward. So, aye, we will just need to, to wait and see what happens. But... In the press, are obviously the, the, the main thing. I'm, it was 17 minutes long. Obviously, guys in the comments and folk listen, if you want to go and listen to it, it was 17 minutes long of just geo. So you can go and listen to that one. But the main things I try and take out of it is who's available. So Lundstrom and Charlie McCann are back. Looks like Davies will be back as well because he did say they've got one more training session, but they've got a, there's no kind of fresh injuries there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful Davies will be in the back in that team tomorrow and obviously Lundstrom maybe that wee break on Wednesday night might do him well Scotch. I know he did play well against Aberdeen but that, that, was a, that was a good wee break for him so we'll come on to the team's scores and first goal scorers so I'll be surprised Scotch, if we don't pick the same team here to be honest I know you usually throw a curveball in there of someday but I'll be very surprised we don't pick the same team here so Aye, let's let's have it. What have you got? Right, I'll give you the team that I think he'll play, or the, the team that I want him to play. But I've got a couple of sort of questions for you as well. Once I give you my team, alright. So I'm going right. with um, backline of McGregor, Tav, King, Davies, and Barisic. Midfield: Lundstrom and Sands, with Sakala, Tillman, Kent, and Trulak. So basically, the team that played against started against Aberdeen. That's my team. But what I was thinking about because you brought this up against the game against Ajax, with Sands getting played on the right side of the defence. Do you think maybe that he's maybe looking, Sands might play in it centre-half along with Davies? Not because King deserves to be dropped or anything, but just, you know, we always talk about bringing in a, youth, a younger player that playing them all the time can sometimes be of a detriment to them. So just given that he played Sands on the right, I was kind of thinking, is he maybe doing that with a mind to, on occasion, play Sands and Davies together. So it's oh Jim's slow and that's honestly see when just some years in there, Jim's not that far behind. Honestly, Jim. Every week. Thanks very much, Jim. That'll keep Scotia hydrated for the, the next week with a couple of babies in them, so don't worry. Superb Jim. That money gets put to that money gets put to good use for the pod, not for, for no, us. No, it goes into Scotia's beer fund, everyone. Don't we? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, it's good. Good point, Scottish boys, because well, my team, my team's the exact same as yours. That's why I said I'd be very surprised if we didn't pick the same team. I think he has to go with the same team, but yeah, Amy, they could put Sands in that right centre half. Like I said to you against um, Ajax, the only reason I thought he put him at right centre half was because he's more of a ball, a ball playing centre half in terms of he, he can ping a ball, similar to what Goldson does. Young King didn't have a great game on Wednesday night, but a lot of them didn't have a great game on Wednesday night. Sands was the same. I don't think he was clever either. King wasn't he great. Could he be burned out? I, I know he's not used to playing this type of level of football week in, week out. Would it be good to pull him out? I don't know. Potentially. But then Gio will be looking at that we've only got three more games left before yeah. the before the World Cup break and they can have a break. So I don't know. If you do yeah, put I mean, him I'm... in there, I mean I was gonna say if you do if you pull King out and put Sands in there, who do you play in in the three? Did you do you bring Kamara to play in that position? Yeah, well that's what I was I was thinking Kamara potentially because again Gio did get asked in this press conference that you know Kamara's getting back to fitness, but I think we're all of the same opinion. In fact, I joked to you about this earlier in the week that the very start of the season we picked Kamara as the player that would surprise be the surprise package of this season. And to be fair, he has been the surprise package and how poor he's been are <laughs> non-existent really, isn't he? But Gio was asked about him and he did men he did mention him. So I don't know if it's you you'll maybe see your likes of Kamara or Arfield starting in a deeper in the midfield. Yeah, no, I'll be interested to see what happens. I mean, usually there's some sort of wee span on the works with you sometimes in terms of teams like this, but I really can't see it for Sunday. I just I just thought I thought they were, I thought Sands in that midfield just freed up Lundstrom and let him go a bit more forward and vice versa. They could kind of swap sometimes. So and I think Sands gives us more energy in the midfield. He gives us more legs. So I thought we'd we'd kind of stumbled upon an equation that, that, that works for us. And to me I think we need to stick with it. You need to stick with that team against Aberdeen moving forward. So that's why I was, I was pretty sure we'd pick the same team. And I'm pretty sure most folk will pick the same team for, for Sunday. So what is your, um, I think, your scoreline and first goal scorer? And I will let you pick Cholak if you want. Carney's not on here, so right. you can do what you want, right? Well, before I give you that, I see a few people in the comments there. Can you mention Charlie McCann and Lowry as well? I know Gio again in the press conference mentioned Charlie McCann's back in the squad. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't surprise. Or not, not wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't be, um, wouldn't be adverse to McCann starting a game potentially. But like we say, because it is, we're at the stage where these are must win games. I don't know if you want to change things up too drastically. At the and he's not, and he's, and he's not. This isn't slagging Charlie McCann at all because I, I like Charlie McCann as a footballer. I think, he, I think he will be a good football player for Rangers. But when we have seen him in the first team. He hasn't been great, but I think he's been brought down by the players around him, to be honest. So I wouldn't want to continually bring him in and kind of hamper his development because he's coming into a, a negative team, if you know what I mean. Because he hasn't been great when he has featured for Rangers, if you're being honest. Yeah, and this comment here from Over Hill. Um, no, I would be the same in terms of Lowry there. That I think bring Lowry on as a sub later on in the game for you like to tell me. I thought he was a wee bit unlucky. Lowry not to be brought in a brought on ahead of Scott Wright the other night. And then when he was on, he didn't really have much time to impact in the game. But again, he's just getting back from from an, an injury. So, you know, I think he'll be bled into the team very gradually. And it wouldn't surprise me if on occasion 
your likes of Lauren McCann are pushed back into the B team just to give them a few more minutes, a few more minutes in their legs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, out out the two of them, Lowry's the one that I can see probably playing more because where McCann plays in the midfield, we've obviously Camaro's coming back as well, so you would think he would probably go with Camaro over Charlie McCann. Lowry could possibly alternate with Tillman sometimes. So I could, I could see Lowry getting more of a shot moving forward. So again, there's only a couple of games, three games left before before this um, World Cup break. But I would like to see Lowry because I, I've, I've said Lowry's one of these guys that gets you off your seats at Ibrooks, And I think he can excite the Rangers fans moving forward. And that's what we need as a support at the moment. And I think he's the guy to do it. So I think we will see Lowry feature in the next two games. As a starter, I don't know, but I think he will feature. So, aye. But what's your scoreline, Scotia? Come on, you like a good positive scoreline. Don't yeah, be like Ryan. No, Ryan usually gives us what, 2-1 Rangers or something. It'll <laughs> be a struggle. And he's always right, to be honest. <laughs> no, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to go 3-0 Rangers. And it'll be a... This is the time for a Cholak hat-trick. Although he's, brought, he's just won that player of the month. So you'll probably go out and have an absolute stinker of a game. No doubts. But no, 3-0 with Cholak getting all three. No chance, Scotia. He'll score two goals and be taken off. He's he's not allowed to get. I think that's his contract or something. He must have like a goal bonus thing that if he hits a hat trick, he gets X amount of money. And somebody's in the earpiece with you saying, "No, you need to take him off. He can't hit a hat trick." So um, I would love to see a Joe like hat trick. He deserves it to be honest. But I'm a similar scoreline. Um, I think we'll concede for a corner kick or something because we usually do that. So I'm going to go three one Rangers, and I'm going to go the man for Zambia. It's going to score the first goal. I think he's going to have a good game in the Waka Waka. So, yeah, hopefully it is three points for Rangers. It has to be three points for Rangers before we move into Hearts. They're getting some players back, Hearts. They'll be confident coming to Ibrox on Wednesday. Obviously, we'll come to that. But before we finish up tonight, um, I got an email today on the Aberdeen game for the semi-final on the was it 15th? It's a Sunday isn't it? in January, so okay, yeah. uh, again, it's in tiers, tiers 1 down to tier 5, I think it is, so for folk that are in tier 1, which is a MyGers member with a season ticket who has ticked the CCs, it is at 10 o'clock on Monday to reserve your ticket. I think Aberdeen 20,000 allocation scores, I, I could he see them selling 20,000 tickets, to be honest? So hopefully Rangers will get more tickets than initially allocated on that one. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I hope so as well, because I was, as I was mentioning you before we started recording tonight, um, for some reason, my CCCS, my bank card changed, and I forgot to update it. So I've tr- I tried a couple of weeks ago to go log back in, but it just, as you know how the Rangers website's like, it just done it but nothing processed tried that a few times didn't work so i've done it today and it, i got the email confirmation through but i've got the feeling that i'm maybe a wee bit too late to be in that tier one which you know partly my own fault but I, i've not been to the queen of the south game or the dundee game so given that i wasn't to those two games the tickets priority should probably go to someone that was at those two games over me yeah curry muncher i'll answer your question i um I saw Scott today and his good lady and his wee boy as well today. I've seen them today. Um, they're as good as they can be at the moment. Um, just to update everyone, 
usually we have a club deck corner. I was going to test on Sunday, but I might as well now since Curry asked the question. So usually on Tuesday we have a club deck corner, but as a mark of respect to, to Scott's sister, because there's a, her funeral's on Tuesday, we won't be doing a club deck corner this Tuesday as a, as a mark of respect to her. So hope you understand, but we will have a match reaction on uh, Sunday. And um, Ryan will be on, so strap yourselves. And I think Scotia's is coming on as well. So the three of us will be on there on Sunday. Hopefully, a positive podcast, not a negative one. But Ryan will be there. So I know you all enjoy Ryan's comments. But yeah, I would like to thank everyone that's been in the comments and joined in tonight. Hopefully, the B team done well. All the donations that came in, thanks very much for everyone that came in tonight. You don't need to do that every week, but it's um, much appreciated. If you could um, like and share. That would be appreciated too. So, yes, finally, thank you very much for coming on tonight, Scott Gamble. Yeah, cheers, Ali. Um, thankfully, like we said at the start there, that's Europe out the way now and we can just focus domestically. We've only got, as we say, these three games, but three games, nine points, and then once the World Cup's wrapped up, we can kind of focus back to Rangers domestically and hopefully put on a bit of a charge for, for a title win. Yep. That sounds good to me. So, like I said, we'll be back on Sunday with a match reaction for the St. Johnson game, and Ryan will be here. So, tune in. So, we have been Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and we will be back on Sunday. Good night.